0: welcome welcome everybody ladies and gentlemen gentlemen ladies everyone watching late night stream tonight but same podcast time as usual uh interesting show today guys we have very little news um which was the same case last week but we had some ideas after last week's little bit of news so it's gonna be a fun episode it's gonna be more of a creative episode we will get into news first but before we do that gentlemen how's your week how's everything going
1: Oh, man, it's been a crazy week. Um, I'm down in Yuma right now. You you notice, I'm not in the Batcave. Um My dad's a little sick under the weather, so we came down here to see so what we can do and help him and support him out. But besides that, my kids are about to graduate pre-K and second grade, so it's been a pretty good week besides the, you
2: know, my dad been getting sick. What about you guys? It's been a pretty good week for me, too, by the way. like the iP- Are you on an iPad right now? Yeah, yeah. Hey, Gilm, you look good. Pretty clean, huh? I know. I know. You no, look looks good, dude. Fresh. It's my, it's my wife's, dive? you
1: know what I mean? So she's like, you can use it, you know? I'll let you do yeah. your thing with your friends. And I was like, all right.
2: Well,
1: you should she use it look... more
2: often. I like that angle. Oh, thanks, man. It's the yeah. kid's
1: room. If you haven't noticed, there's like little girly stuff in the back. But, you know, it is no what it is. There.
0: That's why he yeah. likes the angle. Uh, Andrew, <laughs> how was your week? <laughs> uh,
2: the week was good. It's been busy just with work. Yeah. Uh, just been a busy time. Lots of meetings, lots of trainings getting out there, but yeah. no complaints. It's been good. It's been going real quick. Uh, I can't believe it's already Thursday. Like, it feels like it was just just last Thursday. Yeah. Hey, fun this by, huh? is flying.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's
0: flown by. Well, I think it was a very uneventful um, work, work and more work, pretty much. My mm-hmm. son had to get like one of those little helmet things on his head. So we shaved his head bald yesterday. Uh not bald, bald That, was, <laughs> that was that was funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, the helmet is having like an issue right here, like in the back of his head. So we have to take him tomorrow to the appointment to see how to fix whatever's going on right there. Uh other than that though, it's been very, very, very boring week. Uh if you guys didn't notice if you're not watching live or not watching the video at all, we got a new little logo. Mm-hmm. It gives me very much uh, across the Spider-Verse Vibes. So we're shooting for that release date here pretty soon. June. Yes, uh, we
1: are. Without further
0: ado, gentlemen, let's get into – I don't want to copy Travis Kelsey and, and Jason Kelsey, but new news. <laughs> okay. Uh, so It works. Um, Disney had a bunch of stuff they announced today. Let's just get right to like what we care about, which is the closure of the Galactic Star Cruiser. For those of you that guys, For those of you that don't know, uh, that was a very expensive hotel venture that Disney launched mm-hmm. uh, about a year and a half ago. Um, the big thing was the price point. The big thing was that it was only two days for the price point. Uh, but it was a very immersive experience. They pitched it as a engulfing into the world of Star Wars kind of experience like no other. Uh, plus, you get like a day pass to um, Star Wars Land. forgot what it's called. Galaxy's mm-hmm. Edge. Galaxy's Edge. Uh, but seems like after... year and a half um disney has announced that they're closing it down uh so i believe it's closing down in september um if i remember correctly yeah i think so Uh, i don't know if they said why i'm going
2: to look into that right now i thought there was a rumor that that they're kind of like taking their foot off of galaxy edge to potentially do a full star wars park
0: well what it sounds like to me with like the culmination of everything they've announced today is that they need to cut money out somewhere And Mm -hmm. so any operating cost isn't necessary. They're just going to get rid of right now. And if it's not profitable, which I don't imagine this cruise, sorry, cruise, whatever you want to call it, um, is not at the moment. I'm sure it'll turn profit, you know, within like a five-year venture or whatever. But I think Mm -hmm. they just don't want to set the money up right now. And they want to free it up. They also canceled like another project they announced in Florida. Um, That project they announced led to a lot of Disney employees not wanting to move from California to Florida. So they quit their job or lost their job. And then now they just revoked that project as well. Uh, But with that being said, let's let's stick to the topic, which is Star Cruiser. Any reason you guys think it was um, canceled? Thoughts on it in the first place? We'll start with you, Steven. I I think it
1: was a great idea. I would have loved, loved to jump into that and and take my kids. I think my kids, especially my middle boy, Jackson, who's through and through a Wookiee at heart, um, he would have loved it. Uh, The hard part for me is just the price. If I was going to, I have a family of five, you know, if Mm -hmm. I don't really cheaper, it is for a family of four. It's $749 per night, averaging about $6,000 for two nights with four people. You know what I can do with six grand? I can easily go on a cruise for five to six days I love yeah. Star Wars as much as you guys do, but mm-hmm. that's just a little too much for a two-day trip. You know what I mean? I just can't justify if... that. Yeah. That's Andrew, how I
2: mean do you? Yeah, I mean, I, I think Steven nailed it right on the head. And I think you have something that is extremely expensive that not the average consumer is going to be able to take advantage of, and therefore you only have a small niche amount of people that could actually partake in that. And I think it's probably just not making the return on investment for what it costs to operate. And you know, it's just, it's one of those things that it's good in theory, but doesn't really work out. It reminds me of the the good old Jurassic park where you're got an island of dinosaurs, but you got to get to the island. Not a lot of people would be able to do that. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Same kind of thing.
1: Never thought about that. I just never thought about that. When she said that, I've never thought that someone would have to pay to fly to the island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, that's crazy. It that puts that movie in t- totally different like categories of people. You know what
3: mm-hmm.
1: I mean? Yes. I'm not so mad that the pterodactyl ate people. Now you know what I mean?
3: Mm-hmm. Like, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So, uh, so adding on to that, I think that was the target market they were going for was the eccentric. Uh, i want to say top 1% maybe the top 20% of people mm-hmm. uh definitely the higher class like higher mid class to higher class right before millionaire pretty much um they were shooting for those guys i don't think i don't think even for that kind of class of people a two night immersive experience is going to do it for them mm-hmm. i think they could have charged um the same amount of money for like a four night i think were they what, like what they thought was going to happen was we can just do a rotation every three days, two days experience, one day cleanup, which means we can get three people in or three groups of people in per week, Uh, which is, you know, at the surface a great idea for like the way that Disney thinks, which is attraction turnaround time, right? So they want people in and out of the line in and ride as fast as possible to cram more people in the line.
3: Mm-hmm, That's even like
0: Peter Pan, for example, is like one of the slowest lines because their turnaround time is just abysmal uh but then you have things like cars where they have a long line but the line goes by in like an hour because they have a quick turnaround time uh i think they're in that that mode and they didn't think it through about the actual like consumer um and it kind of bit them in the ass in my opinion Um, uh there's things i'm i'm a disney fanatic beyond belief but Mm -hmm. when they first announced this i was like you guys are out of your mind even though Mm -hmm. i want to do it this is insanity uh, so to kind of see them, and by them, I mean Bob Chapwick get slapped in the face, uh, with them canceling it is great to me. Um, Iger, it's a good decision, I think. I don't think it's a bad decision. Uh, the only sad part is people are gonna lose their job again. And the Imagineers mm-hmm. who made this great, from mm-hmm. what I've seen, a great immersive experience like this could not have been yes. a better experience. Uh, those Imagineers no longer have their beautiful product being out there for people to see. Um, so yeah, that's my only regret with it, but.
1: So we we know somebody who actually went on the Galactic Tour, uh, a good friend of our, um, our f- family, to say. Um, she said it was an amazing like trip. She had a blast. The only thing she said is that she did not get her money's worth. She's like, I could have spent a fraction of this, went to Disneyland, and could have gone to Galaxy's Edge and mm-hmm. had the same kind of fun. You know what I mean? So when, when she says that, and she's willing to spend money on some of the dumbest stuff. Um, but when she said that, I was like, 'Cause I I, I did some, some some checking around to see what I can get for six thousand dollars. I can get three nights at the California Adventures um a hotel and I can get a four-day park copper and I would still have fifteen hundred dollars left over for mm-hmm. a family of five. Mm-hmm. So I just don't see where where that's just. You know what I mean? Yeah. So also too, they reached out to a lot of YouTubers this last uh couple days a lot of these uh, disney star wars uh youtubers got invited out to disney to try to push this and to uh to do the star star cruiser and they just they they talked about changes they talked about new pricing and i just still think that it was just a little too late and then also they needed to trim the fat to save some money and yeah you gotta do what you gotta do so like at the end of the day the people- uh,
0: like the product is good right i don't want to like yeah, there's, no, the there's about nothing you. to do with like the actual experience when you're there to right. me. It, and honestly the price point really isn't even the problem if it's longer than two days. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah. if those and if those two days give you access to I mean it kind of ruins the experience for others. So I say this lightly, but if those like at the very least, have those that one day I go to the park, they limited it to just Galaxy's Edge. Why? I'm paying six grand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, give me at least let me go enjoy the rest of the park, not not even like the rest of the park, just the rest of the park that I'm in. Right. So it's either Hollywood Studios or Disneyland. Like, just let me at least enjoy the rest of this park because I can only do so much in Galaxy's Edge within an hour or so. Uh, Yeah, that's true. So that's that's the thing is they just I just feel like the value for money wasn't there, but I think the experience was a Once in a lifetime experience, which is why it's a once in a lifetime kind of price. It's just when you get down to brass tacks of it, like Steven said, like if I'm thinking about spending six grand at Disney, mm-hmm. I'm definitely staying at either the Pixar Pier uh, Hotel or I'm staying at the Grand Californian. I'm just going to ball out at Disney. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. Price, so. I just think
2: your return mm-hmm. on investment for six grand can go a lot further at the actual park than 100% doing this where it limits you. Just is- yeah. Yeah, so we'll leave it there. I think we all kind of agree it's just overpriced. That's what kind of bit them in the
0: ass. Um Side note, Andrew, whatever you did to your lighting this week, don't do it again. Because I know I'm, trying, back to, back I'm right. trying to figure it out. I, I can't I figure it out. To throw me off there, brother. Uh, yeah, so moving on, keeping it pushing to the next topic because I want to get to the actual fun stuff that we planned last week.
3: Yeah, we
1: were are definitely uh, going
0: to be so Sony's gaming conference. They have one. So as we've talked about before in the past, E3 was canceled. We all know why. The, the the big three. Yeah didn't want to come because they were all going to do their own gaming conference. Microsoft announced theirs before time. Nintendo had just announced theirs, like right when E3 was canceled. And then Sony hadn't announced theirs yet, but they kinda, everyone kind of knew it was coming. It's mm-hmm. been announced, it's coming here in a couple weeks, I think. Um, gentlemen, expectations on possible games, possible devices coming. I have one device that I think they're going to announce that I'm really excited for. Um, but I'm also excited to see more gameplay for Spider Man because, as someone who owns
2: the PlayStation, I get to play that game. Uh, so gentlemen, thoughts. We'll start with you, Andrew. Um, yeah, I, I think for sure Sony jumps into the handheld market. I think with just how well the Switch is done, you have a whole bunch of other handhelds popping up. You, I think Asus has got one that's, that's getting ready to release here pretty soon. It just mm-hmm. makes sense that they they would jump into that. And, you know, there's already a love for the PSP. Um just makes sense, you know, revive that, bring it back, make it even better and stronger. Uh, I think Sony has a lot going for it, similar to the Switch where some of these handheld devices are just handheld computers, and that requires a lot more versus just having a specific system for games. I think the performance can be much better than trying to make it a mini-computer at that point.
0: Right, 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 Yeah, I think I think that's what's going to take the cake is a specialized device with specialized games that are optimized for this device, mm-hmm. like all the Nintendo Switch, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. versus like a Steam Deck where it it's it's great hardware on the surface, but I don't want like a, a layer upon layer upon layer of a right. UI. Uh, so Steven yeah, simpler is better. Thoughts? Well, Andrew, you, you, you even talking about the best thing about the conference, which is going to be Spider Man Two. Who? Mm-hmm. Let's go, man! That, I mean,
3: I could not played for This
2: game, literally, I've never played a uh, a Sony Spider-Man game. The last Spider-Man game I played, I think, was Spider-Man Three, like the old oh. San Raimi one. Like, wasn't that the 360? Yeah, like, it's yeah, that was been, like a good game. And that. I think I I might have even played. It might have actually been two on the GameCube. Like, it, it's it's been that long. Man, but, that's a long time. <clears throat> Yeah,
1: so for Sony, I'm not the right
2: person to ask that.
1: For Sony, I'm excited. Like you said, PSP news. I want them to bring back some of the OG remasters, like uh, some of the Tony Hawks would be dope. I would pick up a PSP if they brought back a remaster like Tony Hawk. The rumor mill is there are they are remaster. They're going to remaster. I can't get that out. Um, Snake Eater for uh, the. Gears of Metal Gear Solid Three mm, is that's mm. the rumor. Uh, did you guys play Metal Gear?
2: Mm. Never.
3: I played Metal Gear.
2: Team.
1: Yeah, I played um, a couple of them on the PlayStation Two. Great game. The most confusing storyline of all time. I thought I was playing as Solid Snake the whole time, and then I realized that I'm a clone of Snake.
3: <laughs> oh gosh.
1: Who now goes by Big Boss who it, it's so crazy. Like I watched an hour and a half to try to understand it on YouTube. The other day I got 30 minutes in and I was like, dude, i have given up. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I so couldn't do it. Up. Yeah. Yeah. It was crazy, but I'm waiting for that. And I'm waiting for, um, I still feel like PlayStation is going to come through with the PlayStation pro or they're going to be talking about a PlayStation pro.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I'm excited for that because that means that Xbox has to step up. And then with the handheld PSP, that means that uh Nintendo's gonna have to step up they can't just sit on a ten year handheld console and think they're still gonna run it. so yeah. so it's gonna be interesting,
2: yeah, yeah I, I think the handheld game will definitely force Nintendo i'm I'm still skeptical like Nintendo, like you think of Nintendo that's not like the the groundbreaking graphics like they that's never no. been their forte so. I, you know, I think we finally make a push into maybe like a 4K switch, but... What's rumor mill, mill is, is that there is a
1: Sharp is making screens for Nintendo, but they're Sharp? LC, Sharp, but they're LCD. Hmm. Uh, oh, one okay. of the higher ups of of Sharp came out and said that they're fulfilling orders or at, at one of their like, uh, their investment meetings and said they have a massive... Uh, order from Nintendo that they're already fulfilling. So the LCD, I'm not, I haven't been in the TV game in a hot minute, but is, isn't an LCD kind of an older tech for a screen? You know what I mean? Like, I, I mm-hmm. want to know what they're going to do with it. But Sharp doesn't yeah. make a clean screen anyway, so no, I'm not a no, really no. big fan of Sharp.
2: Yeah, I mean, LCD, it's, uh, you have a clear winner in OLED. The OLED mm-hmm. quality is just, just better, so... It would be interesting to see them take a step back, especially...
0: Well, it's, it's price point, right? They're going to have the OLED one mm-hmm. and then this other mm-hmm. one for cheaper. So
3: OLED's not yeah, going I, anywhere.
1: Yeah. I can see them doing another... Uh, what was it? What was the other Switch called without the Joy-Cons? The light. the light. The light. Maybe they're coming out with a new one and just doing the light with the LCD and then the OLED being like a, a better version of the handheld. I don't know. But
2: yeah, exactly. It's interesting. I think the non-OLED ones are LCD still. Yeah. Maybe they're trying to get like a better uh, color palette.
0: Something. Yeah. So to add on to both the gentlemen's comments, one the PSP. Um uh, mm-hmm. at at this point, it's not a matter of like, is there a PSP coming? To me, it's which it's one? Good. All right. Are we getting mm-hmm. are we getting the Vita? Are we getting the, the slide up one that we got last time? Ooh. We're getting the OG PSP with a little disc in the back. Ooh, that's um, fire. Like, at, at this point, it's just like which PSP is coming. Um, are we getting the PSP that has little touch pads in the back? That was like really cool mm-hmm. for like FIFA. I never getting, played like, that one. I never played FIFA. That one. FIFA, on that was elite because you took a shot wherever you touched on the back is where your shot was going in the goal. It was so sick. Mm, um, that is sick. So, anyways, um, so to me, it's like which PSP we're we getting because it's right. coming. Um, and then you know it's not to come probably to like next year or the year after that. I don't care when it comes, just bring it here. Um, and then to counterpoint, like the Nintendo Switch thing is. The reason why I think it puts the pressure on Nintendo is because Nintendo, their their hardware, does has capability to port games over to their hardware, right? Mm-hmm. If you can run Call of Duty on your on your Switch, which you can, because you have a deal in place with Microsoft already, um, you can run almost anything. Really, that isn't a crazy high end PC game. Anything yeah. a console can run, you can basically run at that point. And I had an issue yesterday, two years ago actually. I wanted to play um, WWE 2K23. I have a Nintendo Switch that's portable. I want to play on the go. My son, mm-hmm. his sleep has been like 50-50. So I want to be able to like put it down quickly and then go put him back to sleep, come back out, pick him back up. Right. So 2K23, right? I have a gift card as well for Nintendo. Went in there and I looked it up. It's not there. It doesn't exist. The last one was 2K18. Cool, whatever. Cool. Let me find another sports game then. There's no other sports game but FIFA and MLB. Uh, and I don't that's want terrible. to play either one of those games because I have those – I already have those on my, my Xbox, not my Xbox, mm-hmm. my PC. It's just I'm paying for the same game twice at that point. And yeah. I started looking deeper into like other games that are like pretty universal, right? Like Overwatch, stuff like that. And they they have no attempt to make portovers whatsoever.
3: Mm-hmm. They sit for a little
0: niche of games and they rely on that because right now they're the only good handheld device. Mm-hmm. Uh, when PlayStation comes in with theirs and can port over everything they have to offer, God of War, Assassin's Creed, everything they have to offer, the entire yeah. library it's going to put a lot of pressure on, on Nintendo to be like, okay, we need to set up our, our games because our market share is going to be not cut in half, but it's going to be cut into a good chunk uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um And then after that, it becomes a, well, no one's buying our games now because it's such a niche amount of people that have our system in the first place. It's the whole Wii U thing all over again, right? Mm-hmm. The Wii was cool because it was unique. The Wii U was no. a controller in your hand that was a console, like the other two consoles already do, and mm-hmm. they just got smoked for years with the Wii U. Um, so I hope I hope it pushes Nintendo to push for more port overs because the hardware's there to push mm-hmm. yeah. to port over. It's, there's no reason not to have WWE 2K23,
2: but then you have AEW wrestling that I don't want to play. Uh, yeah, so honestly, man. I think I think they they double down on their proprietary games. Ugh. I think they start to, to solely rely on that, like. Because if you think of it, it feels like each main player, Xbox, Sony, PlayStation, or sorry, uh, Nintendo, they're they're all everybody has their ecosystem or choosing which one. And it used to be pick Xbox or PlayStation for your like good hardware, and you'd pick Nintendo for the Nintendo games. And now it's kind of turned into okay, well, I'm gonna pick Xbox. Because it's got PC compatibility and Game Pass is really cool. Sony's always been a very heavy hitter for single-player games. Same thing with um, n- Nintendo. I feel like they double yeah. down and they start. They they have to start coming out with more uh, Nintendo exclusives to be able to compete with that because their hardware is not going to compete with it. I, I don't. I, I don't. Think, I don't see. I don't see Nintendo.
0: But there's but there's a there's a difference now between like what you said in the past versus now. The difference is there wasn't a portable system. So guys like me who just wanted a portable gaming system, I didn't care what it was because all there was was Nintendo at the time. Mm-hmm. I bought a Switch out of spite of like, I just need a game like on the go yeah. kind of thing. Uh, the difference is now Nintendo has a taste mm-hmm. of the kind of market share they could have with that kind of market. Mm-hmm. Uh, when That gets even cut in by 30, 40% because it's going to be significant. Uh, the amount of people that like, just buy a system like I did just because I needed a portable device. Now have a thought. Oh, PlayStation or Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's this system where I can play Mario and stuff like that. Cool. Great. That's awesome. I'm sure one out of ten gamers is going to choose that one because of that specifically. Yeah. But the other nine are gonna say, oh well, I can get better games on this one over here and better
2: graphics and better quality. See I don't so- know. I don't I don't think that's true. I think Nintendo's got such a grip on like Nintendo fanboys that that, the majority of Nintendo people aren't buying it because of the portability. They're buying it because that's where they get their Legend of Zelda fix. That's where they get their Mario fix. So, so those, jam- guys, those guys, those guys, guys are gonna stay. I'm
0: talking yeah. about the other guys who have come now because it's the mm-hmm. only portable device. Yeah, and they now say, "Oh, there's something else now that's better." In mm-hmm. my, in, but I don't want to. Whoever don't is a Nintendo it. gamer, I, I apologize. All right, but you're not a gamer if you're just playing Nintendo games. So, the true gamers that are looking at all three Mm -hmm. equally, including PC, they're going to say, Here's the better quality gamer item, which Mm -hmm. is going to be the PSP. Let me go with that instead. So, everyone else, the Nintendo fanboys are going to fanboy. We know that already. Yeah. It's Mm -hmm. everyone else that's right here that came to Nintendo recently because they said nothing else. Right. Uh, Yeah. That's what's going to change. And it's going to hurt. It's going to cut. It's going to sound crazy to you guys, but. 30%, 40% 30 40% of their consumers, not right now, but like possible future, like year over year, they're just going to die after that, in my opinion. Yeah. So also, too, Sega, Nintendo,
1: Ubisoft, and other publishers are moving their Nintendo Switch games to $70. Do you mm-hmm. think a Nintendo game on a Switch is $70? I, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. If they told me you could buy Harry Potter uh, Hogwarts, for seventy bucks on a switch, or I could pay seventy dollars on my console. I'm buying it on the console.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know what I mean. And the fact that they're they're charging seventy dollars for a game on a console that came out what seven years ago mm-hmm. that that I have a problem with. If they I'm comfortable all day with $49.99 for a switch game, but seventy bucks that's a different. You have me wanting to buy it for the Xbox or uh, a PlayStation or my uh, PC versus a handheld with. Yeah. PlayStation 2 graphics mm-hmm. most of the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't see it being a seventy dollar game.
0: Here's the so, other thing too that like that threw me off recently. I was looking for a Switch game and I'm looking on the shelves and I see um what's it called the new Zelda game? Tears of the Kingdom. I see that for sixty bucks and look to its left and Breath of the
2: Wild is still sixty dollars. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Huge problem. It's it's been on sale for like thirty like the last couple of weeks. It, it might not be on sale when you it turn should be on, it, it
0: up. It should be permanently discounted to thirty dollars because the yeah, new be, come
1: it, out. It, it, yeah, it should be thirty nine ninety nine all day every day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I
0: don't but, know. There, there's gonna be some strategic thing that Nintendo's gonna have to change up. I don't think it's gonna mm-hmm. be anything like too. But the console itself is not gonna be drastic. I think what's gonna change is their attempt to get more popular games. I think if they get Call of Duty successfully on the platform, it's already a massive step in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But I think strategically, they're going to have to change some of these game prices. There's no reason why Mario Tennis
2: Aces eight years later is still $60. Dude, I'm sorry, still but, 60 bucks, dude. But let me ask you, why would somebody buy, to, to Stephen's point earlier, why would somebody buy Call of Duty on Switch over just running it on like a PC. Maybe because specifically of the port- PC specifically for the portability. Yes. Yeah. But I guess my, my real question is are people willing to sacrifice performance for portability? Yes.
3: yes.
0: If the game runs properly on the switch and I'm playing call of duty without any kind of like, I don't know how to explain it. Like if it's optimized and ported over properly and it's call of duty to its core, I'm not saying that Call of Duty at its core right now is at its core anyway. But anyways, yeah. if the game mechanics are the same, or anything like that, I, I, me specifically, I know for a fact mm-hmm. I will 100% pay for Call of Duty again just to play on my Switch.
2: So even See, if even if they come out and they're like, okay, so when you play it undocked, you're only going to get 1080p, no 720p at max 30 frames per second, not yes. guaranteed. I just feel I'll like play. as a as a competitor, if, if you're playing against people that are on better hardware, like what? Where's the fun in that? Like you're you, you putting in that situation. Putting, okay, so you play story and then. Story no, no, I'm is just playing multiplayer. I'm just having fun on COD at
0: that point. I'm not trying to grind for you know, platinum three or anything like that. Yeah, that you're
3: you're
2: putting yourself at a disadvantage. By. Putting worse hard hardware in your hands.
0: Dude, I I'm, playing, I'm playing Call of Duty in a hotel in Dubai, not Dubai. Yeah. A hotel in Texas instead of having to lug around a PC the whole time. That's frickin- but your laptop, my PC is like 15 pounds. Yeah, but your laptop probably produces better performance, and it's, it's, it's also 15 pounds. I just said yeah. that. Yeah. My, my switch is this big and goes in a case this small. My mm-hmm. my laptop is massively huge. Plus, I need me a controller. Yeah,
1: I, I I see benefits of both. Like mm-hmm. I played Fortnite this morning on my wife's iPad through the Xbox Game Pass, and it was better graphics than my son's PSP or uh, my son's Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, it was crazy. I used my Xbox controller and played, and I played at the hospital for a little bit. I played at my mom's house. I was it, it was everywhere, and and it's on an iPad. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I I think so. I yeah streamed yeah, and there was a slight slight delay, but it was. It was amazing, good graphics, everything. So I do think that Nintendo is now going to have to start fighting for their spot a little more if PlayStation drops that any of the Vitas or any of the PSPs. Quick know. question before we, before we yeah. jump. What was your favorite uh, PSP game?
3: If you want me That's to go to first, me, right? I'll go first. Uh, any, go first. Anybody.
1: All right. Did you guys ever play NFL? I think it was Underground. Did you guys ever play mm-hmm. that? where it was like kind of like NFL Blitz. It was just like crappy football where you could throw it, jump off the wall, punch the dude, Mm -hmm. (laughs) intercept the ball, and take off. I played that game until it broke. That game in Need for Speed Dub Edition on my PSP was in constant rotation. I don't think I played anything else but those two games. I played it until my little tray in the back broke. Mm-hmm. gosh I love those games. I'm going to
2: sound like a hypocrite when I explain mine because it's exactly to Matt's point he was just trying to make <laughs>
3: <laughs> what it? What was it? Uh, so the
2: one that I played like it was always in my PSP it was the Battlefront 2 like ah, I had that for, oh, for Xbox so good. but so it was good. like when I had that to be able to so play, play on the go <laughs> like said, it makes me sound like a hypocrite of what yeah, we were just talking about but
3: yeah, so
0: mine hat? was – I mean, Battlefront 2 is a really good shot. I remember playing that game a lot on the PSP. Um, I remember for some reason playing SOCOM a lot on the PSP. Ooh, SOCOM was um, And I remember FIFA, obviously. FIFA to me uh, – so it, it's going to sound kind of crazy, but I saw no difference in the quality of FIFA on a console versus the PSP when I was playing it. I freaking wow. loved FIFA. And I just remember like I was on a traveling team back right then with my, with my team or whatever. We would just – we'd have one PSP, which was either mine my my friend Omar's um and all of us just be hard up like in the back the right very back trying to figure He's out going it. who can get the most amount of goals and that kind of stuff so but, the PSP around uh, um, but I think like from yeah. a story perspective I think there was a game um called X-Men Apocalypse uh um, that's a good game where it was um the X-Men as a whole and you would team up with the Brotherhood and then the X-Men to fight apocalypse and beat him. Um it was such a difficult game. That I never even got to fight Apocalypse. <laughs> um, but I just Damn. remember like the, the puzzle aspect to it versus like the RPG aspect of it. It was just like mm-hmm. freaking crisp. And the cutscenes were like I was watching a movie the whole time. So that one's probably my favorite one.
3: Yeah.
1: What movies did you guys watch on it? I don't remember uh,
2: watching movies on
0: it. I watched
1: Kill Bill. I had I had all the kill bills. I just that's all the only movies I had, and I just kill Bill Twenty-four-seven. I watched
0: uh, the King, the King Kong movie, like the the, one, the first one with. Uh, oh, with Jack Black. Mm-hmm. With Jack Black, yeah. Yeah. Just at yeah, the pretty so. much.
3: Yeah. Good. I, I mean, it's movies Head of, yeah. time. Head yeah. of its
0: so, time, man. The other aspect of the Sony thing, which I'm going to touch on real quick, is Spider-Man Two uh, coming out. I'm just very excited for that game because the best Spider-Man game ever, in my opinion, uh, is Ultimate Spider-Man, and that's because you can switch between Venom and Spider-Man like in oh. real time. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And using Venom to be an anti-hero was, like, the freaking be- best thing in the world. Um, and you would just switch in real time. Uh, so what I'm seeing in this game is a little bit like that. From what I what I can see, we know Venom's in it. But they're saying that it's gonna, he's going to be a playable character as well. So if we're going to have that bounce-to-bounce-to-bounce to bounce to bounce aspect of it, like we did with Ultimate Spider-Man, where we're bouncing from Peter, then to Miles, then to Venom, uh, I just – I get – reminiscent of those days and know how freaking good that game was because you were simultaneously playing the same story but two different perspectives Mm -hmm. so i hope it's the same kind of thing where it's three perspectives miles peter and venom but the same story pushing forward and i hope i don't just wreak havoc on the town because that was so fun to do with venom yeah that's cool so all right gentlemen we're getting into The creative segment. So everyone clap for us, please. Let's go. This is is our own personal creative spin on things here. Very boring news week, very dry news week. So we're going to start with something. I think the order that we have in this list, I'm going to change it, guys. So don't look at the list. Uh, We are going to start with the breakdown of a character. So mm -hmm. folks, the way this is going to work is we're going to pick a character. Uh, We can announce it if we want to. It can be a hated character, love character, who cares. At the end of the day, what it is, it's a character that, you initially didn't know about but you ended up loving him to death at the very end him or her uh yes. and they just took you by surprise took it by storm so i'm gonna toss it to steven first uh this one was his <laughs> idea so i think he has something prepared the chamber for it steven go for it analysis we want to know everything <clears throat> so this is going to be a character
1: that went from being absolutely hated i remember leaning over to my wife going this guy's an asshole, hole man like i don't know what his deal is And by the end of the show, I was a 33 year old man, like sitting on the couch, kind of like contemplating crying because it was such a beautiful story and how it ended that I I told everybody about it. I, I remember going to have lunch with my mom and telling her about the story. She's like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. But I was so involved with this. And his name and i don't know if you guys have ever watched the show his name is atachi ochiha from naruto mm. he is a char- character where uh, short story i don't want to get to take up all the time but they have one village with different different clans in it and their clan was just the dopest clan like their abilities and he killed everybody he killed his whole family except his brother. And in the show, he makes his brother relive the death of his whole clan about a thousand times in like a second. And then dips. So his brother, it, you see this and you're just like, what the hell? Why did he do this? It just You just killed everybody. And then every time you see the growth of a, the other main character, his name is Sasuke, every time you see the growth of this character, the brother shows up just to like smack him. And he's like, dude, I've gotten so strong. I've gotten so. His character's leveled up, and you just see his brother show up, smack. Smack the shadow in. Dude, like
3: mm-hmm.
1: gnarly smack. And by the end of the show, you understand why he did what he did, and you see the growth of of a brotherly love. Going, if I can't be there for you, I'm gonna make you so mad that you become strong enough to take care of yourself. And the, the, the character development is just phenomenal. People who watch Naruto, people who watch anime, no matter what happens, everybody kind of puts a little bit of respect on his name. Mm-hmm. It's, it's even as not an anime fans as you guys are, it, I guarantee you if you go on YouTube right now and go to Breakdown of Hitachi uh, Ochiha, you would watch it and be like, whoa, like this mm-hmm. is dark. You know what I mean? Very dark. And then by the end of the breakdown, you would be... You would show some, like... Dude, the character development and went away. I had no idea it was going to go. Mm-hmm. I thought he was just going to be a bad guy like everybody else. And he would fight and kill his brother. And that's kind of what happens. But the fight scene and how it goes down, you're just like... It's beautiful. You just want to clap, man. It's like, it's like one of the Rocky fight scenes where you're just... Mm-hmm. You have so much passion in it that... You've it has so much passion that you're just like, How's this gonna end? And then when it ends, you're like, Wow, yeah, I, I don't, I, I just don't want to give it away if, if there's people in, the, in out here watching it. But so that is let's, a character. Let's,
0: let's, let's be real quick about giving things away. I, I, I can speak for myself. What I'm gonna, who I'm gonna speak about, these people have, have had plenty of time and opportunity to watch True. these things. Same. So just, just go away with the spoilers, just go away.
1: all right, going with the spoilers. So he kills his <clears throat> whole clan. Because his clan was going to do an uprising, and mm. potentially his clan would have got wiped out. All the clans would have came together, and they would have killed his little brother. <laughs> so he j- told the heads of this village, I will take care of them, but you need to protect my brother. If something ever happens to my brother, I'm, I'm coming back and murdering everybody. And halfway through the show, you see his little brother starting to get tough, and you're like, damn, this dude's putting in some work. He's coming a badass. His brother shows up and goes, you're not ready to fight me. And he smacks the crap out of him. And you're just like, Mm. dude, we've been watching four episodes of this dude get down. And he just gets mollywopped within a second. And then you start to realize he did things for the village that was – he sacrificed his life pretty much. He went to the dark side so he could protect the people he loved by always kind of maneuvering around the village. Mm. And at the end, you see him – Literally get killed by his little brother, but he goes, All right, you're strong enough. You're strong enough to to protect everybody. I'm out. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. he dies. But it is such an amazing story. It was just, it's crazy. Good story. Yeah. But that's my second. The
0: the character you mentioned, Hitachi, right? That's his name?
1: Yeah, that's his name.
0: Everyone that's watched Naruto that I've seen, they like love that character. And there's like a, a, a thing on Twitter where like, it's like peak character arc, it's like a chef's kiss thing. Mm-hmm. And um, every time someone just mentions him, it's like everyone's like, I love him. He's the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the praise is definitely there. I think everyone got the same story arc out of it, which is good. That's yeah. good character development. When you start to hate someone, you end up loving them at the very end. Mm-hmm. That's just really good writing. So I'm it always excited to see really. that kind of redemption arc, like a villain kind of a thing. So, yeah, very well done. Very, very well done. Mm-hmm. This man has him tattooed on him. Yeah. That is nuts. Yeah, yeah. All right, so Andrew, that's my guy. Uh, well, so before before we go to you, Andrew, any okay. questions regarding Steven's
2: character? No, it, it's it's piqued my interest. I've never watched anything Naruto, so you need to if
3: write. you do or watch
1: ahead. it, you if you do watch it, there's a lot of filler episodes. Let me know. I'll send you a link, and uh, you could skip. There's about 800 episodes, but you could oh, skip about. Goodness. Yeah, but it's two shows, two two yeah. shows, like Naruto that's and Naruto Shippuden. Oh, okay. No, like right after each other, that you see him get growing up?
0: Ball, but Ball Z kind about, of
1: thing yeah there's about 300 episodes where it's like it's just because it was on it was on like during Saturday morning cartoons mm-hmm. on Cartoon mm-hmm. Network and you have to get the fan base involved mm. but that you could you could skip almost 350 episodes I watched it in like two months
3: because mm-hmm. I was just
1: I was so hooked yeah it's it's really good especially for the kids my son loves that movie or that show so
3: yeah
2: what you got Andrew, Hi, Andrew. Pass it over to you. So I really like this topic. I have yeah, had a very stones. difficult time of picking who I wanted to talk about. Um, I want to give you guys some of my honorable mentions before I go to the person. Um, the first person that came to my mind is from Avatar, and it would be Uncle Iro. Like, dang. Like oh, someone, yeah. Someone it, who was a sleeper character who just, yes. like, I mean, we'll say, just – everything taken a, away for him wants to do his
0: tea shop and mm-hmm. go all about his life
2: yeah just a solid character from start to finish um another one that came to my mind which it's probably a little bit controversial but i think ben solo or kylo ren is an interesting character often I overlooked um I, I think there's definitely a lot more that they could have done with him um but the person that i'm going to go with and this shouldn't be a surprise for either of you gentlemen harry is potter the man the myth the legend <laughs> please don't say severus Snape. Oh, okay. severus I, snape. Knew, going, I knew, knew going, yeah. i knew he was going i knew he was so going something harry potter yeah so severus snape is just he he was always such a cool character in his development um oh sorry i forgot one more honorable mention it's another harry potter but draco malfoy the, the movies didn't do him justice like they portrayed him as such like just a whiny Potter. He, he should be the anti-Harry like Potter. in terms of power he like he, he was up there with Harry and I just feel like the movies didn't do him nearly as much justice um, but anyways getting back Severus Snape of course So we um, just lost all our viewers <laughs> no 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 no, no, no. Come on, Severus Snape is probably some no. He is. He's done. He's, he's a good character. Good character. Um, I didn't even think about that. That's a good pick. Real okay, good so pick. so there's a couple things that I really like about about Severus that again, and Matt hates when I say this, but it, you got to read it in the books to really appreciate it. Oh um, so little stuff like the fact that he is the half-blood prince and this potions master Fire. is because of Lily. Like just just everything points back to Lily. So Lily was really good. She was part of the slug horn or the slug club. And that drew him to follow the girl that he was in love with. So he started getting better in potions. Hey, how can I spend more time with this person? I can get ruler. really good at potions and I can show her. Um, no, everything, like it's literally everything comes back to, I mean, it's a little stalkerish. Um, it comes back to <laughs> his love for for Lily Potter. And then that translates into, his love and care and protection uh, for Harry. Uh, and then obviously, you know, he makes a pact with Dumbledore and says, you know, I'm going to turn, I'm going to be a double agent. Uh, he has to convince the, arguably the most powerful wizard of all time that he's on his side and he becomes his right hand. Um, literally it, it's the man is a master of occlumency. And so, that's partially the reason why he's able to fool Voldemort is because he knows Voldemort's tricks probably even better than him. Mm. Um, he's got all the Death Eaters. Like, there's so much about this character that's so great, and the fact that you don't you don't understand it until the very end makes it even better. Because part of you is like, "What is he? Is was he bad? Like, <laughs> did he play Dumbledore?" But then you realize, like Dumbledore put it up to him, and was, yeah, it was all it was all for the love. The so love. I have a quick yeah. question.
1: Mm-hmm. I have a quick question. In the books, I don't remember this. Did in the books does he tell Harry? You remember when he's in potions class, <clears throat> <clears throat> and he tells Harry, "What do you get when you mix this with
2: this?" And then Hermione mm-hmm. raises her hand.
1: Mm-hmm. Is
2: that in the books? Um, I don't remember that being in the books. I think that's more of a movie thing. Yeah, um, I I'd, have double, so cool I'd, I'd have to double. I'd have to double check, but. There's like a little bit more that's expanded on that, that everything he's saying is yeah. actually how to make a lily. Like it, it ends up being a flower. And so he's talking about Harry's mother. Who he would know and he would understand that Harry doesn't know this stuff because he's not grown up in the magical world. So it makes sense that it's just, hey, I'm talking about your mom without you knowing, which is kind of a weird thing to think about. Yeah, um, a little stalker. A little stalker yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. the, the fact that his Patronus was her Patronus, like Literally everything, yeah. and uh, I remember when we watched the movies together, Matt. Like, when we got to that scene where, like, it just that's not like suspecting everything, you uh, like, you just were like, dang, that was heavy. Like, yeah, oh, so Matt actually admitted that that was a good spark yeah, man.
0: yeah, no, no. So, uh, okay, so two things one, uh, he reminds me of Ted Bundy, the way you're talking about it right now, uh, two, um. <laughs> the reason why I was flabbergasted and in tears when he died, because I couldn't believe he was finally gone. Mm-hmm. I endured Shut up. 5 movies, five, six, seven, however long—six movies, five movies of this just abysmal character who was Grumpy, just angry, a papa. Mm-hmm. and I was just—I was crying tears of joy and relief that I didn't <laughs> have to endure the pain of listening. Rest in peace, Ondrickman, by the way.
2: But yes. it, it endured the pain of having to listen to that character again. So I, I recently saw an interview of Alan Rickman and he, he wanted out of the Harry Potter um, franchise after two. Oh gosh. Um, and JK hadn't finished writing all the books, but she went to him and said, you don't understand your character is this important. Let me explain it to you. And he actually knew like everything that was going to happen. Wow. In the books that's cool. First. And that's what kept him motivated to stick around because he did not like the character at first. He, he it just I wasn't it. wasn't doing it for him. Yeah, but she, I did that like
0: first either, and then I ended up not liking him at the end too. So it's crazy that <laughs> happens. But.
1: I just wish it would have been so fire when that snake was hitting him. If he mm-hmm. was all never give up, never surrender <laughs> <laughs> from Galaxy, I, that would have been so awesome.
0: No, look, but, look. I tell you what, I was. Genuinely pissed off that he killed Dumbledore. I mean, Andrew was there. I was Mm -hmm. like visibly upset. So Mm -hmm. when it came full circle, I was like, okay, at least that makes sense. Uh, But I was when uh, when he like almost died of like when he died in the first like when Voldemort you know had him killed. I was like, Mm -hmm. you deserve it, you punk! Like you killed Dumbledore. Get out of here! Uh And then and then the thing happened with the tear, and I was like, oh,
2: (laughs) yep. So, so the, the crazy thing to think about too is so when he makes the decision to, to to kill Dumbledore, he's also kind of signing away like his own death wish because he knows like there's going to be a time where Voldemort's going to realize that this wand is not is not his and it's it's going to be me. So again, yeah. just to go through with it, it, and he has the Unbreakable Curse, which is if he doesn't help. Draco, he's dead anyway. Like, the man has had so much hard stuff put on him and just countless time after time just showed up.
0: Yeah. But it's all by choice. Like, he mm-hmm. put himself in that own situation. Yep. You
3: know, all for a bed. female,
0: too, dog. I would not been like, yo, pass. A female who, pass. Never, who never once had an inkling of looking at him as a boyfriend.
2: <clears throat> uh, some, some, uh, I mean, there, no, was, no, 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 there, there was potential no, no, no. there. Uh, stop, that's...
0: stop. Stop yeah, the childhood yeah. kindergarten bullshit. That, okay? was probably, it?
1: that dude was probably making car payments for her. You know what I mean? Like paying mm-hmm. her rent, mm-hmm. doing some mm-hmm. simp stuff. But, you know, I digress.
0: Uh, I will note that when it comes to Severus Snape, how they killed that movie, like, just, like, no music, nothing. Damn. Just, like, <laughs> just. good thing wait! the glass. Oh, my gosh. Uh, not funny but like i kind of chuckled a bit i was like oh dude, when dude. that
1: when that glass breaks and you can see his body hit the glass i was like dude that was vicious bro mm-hmm. like dude
0: the crazy part is like no other background noise they made it so it's just, just like complete nothing. silence yeah that's crazy. It's so crazy That's actually well done cinema wise it's well done mm-hmm. uh any questions steven about andrew's character
1: no i i, I think it's a great pick
0: great yeah. pick Good pick, good pick. Good pick. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. <clears throat> All right, my turn, boys. Uh, so here, Matt. Uh- I'm gonna be honest. Um, I, I had a hard time with this because I went from like characters who like, not that you don't like at first, but who you don't know about, and then mm-hmm. like, you like him at the end. So like, it's gonna sound crazy because it's based on a real story, but like Pablo Escobar, in Narcos. Like, mm-hmm. I freaking loved him at the end of it, and then also I thought about um, uh, Miguel Angel from Narcos Mexico. Like, I watched that show again just to see his mm-hmm. character again. Uh, so I didn't pick them, to because they weren't, like, disliked, per se. They were just, like, curious. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I pivoted over to, like, Marvel, and I thought about, like, a character I didn't think of before that I thought of now, which is, like, all of the Guardians, which I can't even talk about because you guys haven't watched it yet.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but then I thought about, like, it's going to sound crazy, about Peter Parker and how his character works, like, this goofy character. To knowing home being a super serious character now, and like that arc, so I was like, nah, skip on that. Killmonger was the obvious choice. Skipped on that. I landed on Star Wars, gentlemen, and uh, okay, I did not
1: see two, that
0: coming. I landed on two different characters who I liked at the same time, development wise. And I'm gonna tell you the one I passed on. I passed on Ezra Bridger, mm-hmm. annoying freaking little kid who ends up yep. being just the greatest person in the world at the end. I pivoted to a second annoying little person who for the first two seasons was the most annoying thing on the planet. And then Standard. by season three, four, five, six, seven, you just love her so much show. She's looking forward to her mm-hmm. show this year. And she ends up being your favorite character in all Star Wars. That is Ahsoka <laughs> Tano. Uh-huh. So Ahsoka, okay. Ahsoka Boys. I have a deep affinity in my heart for Ahsoka. Not like in like a weird way, but like just oh, sure. the character. The character Ahsoka, just like I yeah. get excited just hearing her a part of any project whatsoever. Yeah, and I have such high standards for her because of this. So Ahsoka, for everyone you know who hasn't seen them, I know you two have seen Ahsoka in her prime and everything like that. So mm-hmm. uh, what makes her so great is that in the first two seasons of the Clone Wars, she's just annoying. She doesn't Big listen man. to Anakin at all over anything.
3: Mm-hmm. She argues
0: with Anakin directly about everything. Every decision she makes is the wrong decision. She gets them caught up a bunch of times because of Rego. Uh, and you you kind of see the difference between Anakin being the same way with Obi-Wan and then yeah. having to deal with someone does the same thing that like he does. But, like, he wasn't annoying about it. She is, like, obnoxiously annoying to the point where she thinks she's right every time she does anything in the first two yeah. seasons. And you're like, dude, you're just – you're not right. Eventually what happens – you know, season three, four, five, six, seven. Um, she comes to realize that the Jedi Order, which is the correct answer. We know this already, gentlemen. Dooku and Qui-Gon weren't wrong, okay? The Jedi Order isn't the order. Like, it's not it's not the end-all, be-all. And she's the only character to publicly admit it to a Jedi's face and say, this is incorrect and wrong beyond belief,
3: mm-hmm.
0: c- canonically speaking. I mean, the, the Legends books are not relevant to me in this situation. Canonically speaking... Qui-Gon was always, like, not l- listening, but didn't roughly say you guys are wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. I straight up went to jail and, and then doubled down and said, you guys are still wrong. Like, I don't mm-hmm. care if I'm in jail or not. Um, I kind of so respected she, that, though. Dude, I, I it's amazing. It. I loved it. She she took him head on the entire council. She argued with everybody, Yoda mm-hmm. included, and said, you guys are wrong. And I'm leaving the order because of it. Mm-hmm. When it first happens, it's a heartbreak, dude. Like, because... Cause, Although you don't like her, it's a heartbreak for Anakin, right? Like you feel him lose another person, oh, so another good. person, like it's another so person that, that he's attached to. He now loses.
2: Um,
3: she walks away it from just, the order.
2: So real quick, it just makes like the already established bitterness that Anakin has he's so much amplified. better. Like,
3: yeah,
1: oh man, yeah. that's why I think a lot of people who don't know the Ahsoka story. Uh, don't give Anakin the heartbreak respect of he lost everything. Everything,
0: mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. So, she walks away from the order. Um, she she shows up still as a, a do gooder good. of things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is fine. She helps out occasionally, actually, more than occasionally. She helps the Jedi's more often than not because she still believes the Seth the wrong as well. She just doesn't follow the Council specifically. She follows the ways of the Force, which again. If you think about it, Jedi's are not the good guys either. This is mm-hmm. this is what it is. The force mm-hmm. has a flow; you either go with it or against it. If you're against it, you're against it. Sometimes the Jedi Order is against it. The very basis of them serving the Republic is against the Jedi Order. Yes. Uh,
3: so. not she. No, so yeah.
0: she recognizes that she goes about her business and she just does her own thing. She comes back multiple times. Um, I'll, I'll start with just the Clone Wars. In in the latest season, I think it was season six or seven. Uh, it's just so cool to see her take on the persona of like she understands that she has to just defeat evil with whatever way possible. Forget the mm-hmm. Jedi Order. So there's a there's a scene in um Rebels. It's like the, the most heartbreaking scene where Anakin and her fight for the first time mm-hmm. after he falls to Darth Vader. And uh she cuts open his mask, right? And uh, he's like, you know. We're doing this or what? And she goes, I'm well, I'm gonna kill you. Like, I have so that's him. in rebels, right? Mm-hmm. In rebels? Yeah, rebels? rebels, rebels. And then the greatest fight scene in Star Wars. And Vader goes, That's not the Jedi way. And then she should have says, I'm no Jedi. I <laughs> yeah, know. fire.
2: So good, I, dude. Dude, dude, we, so good. That's my I one up. request for, for the Ahsoka show is we better get an I'm no Jedi. Like Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's All almost right.
1: as iconic as hello there.
2: You know yeah. what I mean?
0: That yeah. dude. Yeah. Crazy. So then, going going from, I mean, she does it so well that she ends up teaming up with Maul at one point to like fight the Sith, and then fight <laughs> Maul after that and beat him. So yeah. not only is she like just like letting the Force literally guide her, she also <laughs> is like very powerful. Every fight she gets in against Sith lords and Inquisitors, she wins <laughs> like mm-hmm. handedly. Yeah. And she tries to leave it to where there's no kind of possibility of that person coming back. Um. So applaud her for that. Get into Rebels, and she takes more of, like that kind of mysterious ancient Jedi legend kind of role, uh, which she carries over into Mandalorian. Um, But in that role, she excels in the aspect of leading Ezra down the ways of the force without having to mention the Jedi order whatsoever, Mm -hmm. because Kanan also didn't really, in the 50, 50, right? The beginning was like, Kanan was like super, super, super heavy on like the Jedi way. He gets blown up and sees the real, (laughs) the real vision of things. Mm -hmm. And he ends up understanding that it's incorrect, but ahsoka continues that guidance as well for ezra and ezra starts to understand the force on a deeper level um so i think in in my this is my head canon i have no clue if this is true or not to me i think ahsoka besides maybe luke at this point in time of like the timeline they're in i think she's the most in tune with the force than anybody else in star wars at the moment me. other than luke because mm-hmm. luke is the chosen one in that situation um when it comes to just like Mastering the Force. She is, in my opinion, she's now the Master Yoda that we go to uh, for Force Ways. So, a full circle thing of like her being mm-hmm. just this rebellious, annoying apprentice to being the absolute master of the Force. So, everyone goes to her to understand yeah. things, uh, including Luke, as we saw in, in The Mandalorian um, or in Boba Fett.
2: So, that's my character. Ahsoka. Oh, yeah. I'm always excited to see how much better she gets. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's so a good amazing. pick. Yeah, while you were while you were talking, it, it made me kind of come to a realization of the byproducts of what could have been Anakin if he was trained by Qui Gon. Qui Gon, yeah, mm-hmm. and then you have the byproduct of Anakin, which is basically another Qui Gon. Yep. Yeah. And so it's 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 a very interesting oh, sorry, mirror. Please.
1: If if okay. you read uh, General Grievous' book about how General Grievous became General Grievous. Uh, you, after reading that book, you get a big dislike of the uh, Jedi Order and how mm-hmm. political they get and how,
3: mm-hmm.
1: uh, how Qui-Gon Jinn was like, dude, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. how you could see Qui-Gon uh, in, in, in uh, Phantom Menace, like he kind of stands off a little bit and Obi-Wan has to keep telling him, but sir, don't shouldn't we do this? Or master, shouldn't we do this? You When you read that book and then you – because that's when Dooku kind of goes – off the rails uh you kind of see why why Qui-Gon Jinn's going he's not doing everything by mm. the book um it, it and it has a lot to, you just you dislike the Jedi order you're just like man how are you guys yeah. so blind to see oh, yeah. you know what I mean The you guys are mean,
0: doing it for political reasons even going down to like just an, an actual canonical thing of like Tales of the Jedi like Qui-Gon is a direct descendant of Count Dooku so And and this is the the even crazier part is the person most in tune with the force at the time, Master Yoda, a direct descendant of him. So Mm -hmm. Dooku does understand the Force as well as Master Yoda, if not not a little better, but a little different, I should say. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) passes it to to Qui-Gon. And Qui-Gon, as we see, he detected the chosen one. So like he obviously Mm -hmm. is in tune with the force, the first one to become a force ghost. Like for that to travel down to the next two generations, which would be Ahsoka it's just a good like full circle moment and yeah. even in tales of the jedi you can just see ahsoka's like knack for the force sensitivity she had as a baby mm-hmm. um, it just it, it kind of just puts a bow on things of like ahsoka was destined to be this great force wielder who mm-hmm. even without two sabers could be just a great force user but then she has the two cool ass sabers too mm-hmm. so yeah also too for a character
1: uh, as a female. Versus male, she is, I don't care, dude. She is one of my favorite Star Wars characters
3: mm-hmm.
1: all time, dude. She yes. is a Jedi, is just, an, next to General Kenobi, it is just, between those two, it's a very, at any moment I could pick either or, but Ahsoka mm-hmm. is a, a banger of a
0: character, dude. Whoever mm-hmm. came up with her, nailed it.
3: Mr. So- Filoni.
0: So, no. pushing it to the next topic. um I'm going to... The Shark Tank topic. So that's because the time we have, I think it'll be about 10 minutes each person. We can land in the game at the right time. So Shark Tank. Uh, So what we're going to do today, ladies and gentlemen, is we're going to make a Shark Tank style episode. We're going to have one person pitch to the two of us their Shark Tank episode, Mm -hmm. comic book, piece of entertainment, movie, TV show, whatever it is. But we're only pitching the first episode, the first book, Mm -hmm. the first issue. So if I'm doing comics, for example, I'm going to pitch only the first issue. If Steven's doing TV shows, he's going to pitch just the pilot episode. Movie, you're going to pitch just the first 10 minutes. Or if it's going to be a series, you're going to pitch the entire first movie briefly. Um, so we will start with Mr. Andrew Shelley. Andrew, tell us your piece of content, uh, mm-hmm. the title of it if you have one, um, and then
2: go with the plot. Okay. So because it's Zelda week, I have thought of something really cool. Um If i was in charge of creating kind of like a mcu dcu some kind of universe for the legend of zelda i would start with what i would call the tale of two kings and so what this is about is it's the origin story of ganondorf but it's a little bit different so a little backstory on ganondorf he comes from the gerudo race every 100 years There's only one male that's ever produced. just, And they're the king. But Ganondorf comes from a set of uh, sister sorcerers and is brought up by these these twin sisters. But I think it would be interesting if he was more of a creation than Mm. like an actual birthed ruler. And at the same time, there is a birth Gerudo who's destined to be the king. And you have this tale of these, this has never happened before where there's Mm -hmm. two. Mm -hmm. And so you have this buildup of brothers who aren't really brothers, but they know that some point there's got to be some kind of challenge to where one of them is going to be the king. One of them is not going to be the king. And it takes you on a spiral to show how dark that Ganondorf becomes because of this, uh, basically the way he's brought up because of the sorcerers. And I think it would be really interesting if at first he was a more of a relatable character. Maybe he wasn't as strong, but he's twisted by this dark magic, uh, that they do. Uh, and they force him into making these decisions that lead him down to this path of wanting to gain more and more power. Um, which ultimately would lead to like him trying to conquer the kingdom of Hyrule. But first he's got to conquer the Gerudo people. Um, Mm. And then the end, he would end up being victorious. He would kill his brother or not his brother, but the other male Gerudo. Uh, And then that would begin his lust for more and more power. Uh, So that would be my, my, my pitch to starting like a, an MCU of, of a Zelda starting with the villain and showing why he's the way he is before even introducing the land of Hyrule. Like I would just be, it would be in the desert. Like it could be completely separate by itself. It's just the tale of two Kings.
0: Yeah. So movie, fired, I movie, right? movie. movie. So first movie mm-hmm. I need your lead actor.
2: Oh man, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't prepare for this. Um, yeah, can, it's Shark Tank, baby, come on, know your numbers. Lead actor. Um, I feel like this person would do really good, but I would want them to lose a whole bunch of of uh, muscle. But if you started with like a skinny Oscar Isaac, okay,
0: and then okay. like have uh, him
2: have him bulk up. Throughout the movie, yeah. Mm -hmm. So,
0: that's your lead actor. Uh, The brother, the other guy, the
2: second Mm -hmm. king. That's your supporting actor. Give me him, Jason Momoa. He's just bigger always. Okay. So you have this class. Give me your director and your studio. Director. Mm. Um, this might be an interesting pick, but I probably go. Is his name Garth Edwards? The, the guy who did Rogue One? Okay. Gareth That's Edwards? Gareth? I think it, it's either Gareth or Gareth. Gareth. I think it's Gareth. Gareth. And so the reason I would pick him is because the what he does with world building is he's very good at taking large shots and making them seem real. Like I think of mm-hmm. that scene where you're over Jeddah, and there's the mm-hmm. uh, Star Destroyer above it. It makes it show how big like, – I want that world development to make it like a real place. That's good. Um, That's good. Studio,
0: or your own studio. You can be independent if you want.
2: Yeah, I probably would just go independent. But. Independent. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, really there's good.
0: Andrew's pitch for his first movie. Stephen, mm-hmm. if you were a producer or a investor, would you invest, let's say, the seed money for a film, which would be of this caliber, probably pretty CGI heavy and Probably expensive for or Isaac. I'm saying, what 180 million
3: for this first Whoa. film?
0: 180 million.
1: I would have to. The only reason I'm passing on it is on this film is I love the story and I think for the character, the for the fans who are heavy into lore like I am, I love lore. Mm-hmm. I think the average consumer who is going to the cinema is is there has to be something where they relate to it and they see mm-hmm. like, Oh, that's the guy from when I was younger. And I mm-hmm. feel that sometimes with original stories, it gets lost in the sauce. You know what I mean? Where I think avatar when it was the first of its kind,
3: mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I think
1: that's what got people hooked going. I have to see this as the first of its kind. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would have to see some storyboard and see some, you yeah. know what I mean.
0: Before what before is a number things. you're comfortable with, right now to invest in Andrews' beginning of his culmination of MCU run film? Remember, this is going to be this is just the first pitch of mm-hmm. the first thing. I'm going to go uh, 120 million. I, I feel comfortable that's awesome. with the 120. Yeah, how you go. You could know, probably yeah. you could probably you can still afford Oscar Isaac and Momoa, right? Mm-hmm. You'd have to find some lower level actors for the rest of the roles, which is okay.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You like before.
0: Uh, you're gonna have a little bit of CGI cuts, uh, but that that's okay. 120 is pretty good. That's a pretty good investment still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, yeah. personally, I'm not putting more than twenty million dollars in this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not- no, no, listen, I would I would this would be I, I think I'd be conservative with it, maybe like 115, 120, like Steven's saying, just because it's the first thing. Mm-hmm. But if you give me, if listen, if you give me the first Iron
2: Man film, I'll take mm-hmm. it all day. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. all day. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. How about that title, though? I, I was thinking about this one. It's a good one.
0: So, I, I also think, too, that what we're missing out with the cinema part of it is if you throw Jason Momoa's name on it with Oscar Isaac, people are going to flood. Yeah, the that's industry, a names alone. Uh, the yeah,
2: no, I just. Matter. That so. the, the concept that I thought, I really hadn't thought of like characters or like actors who would play the characters. I just was envisioning like this, the, the antagonist who it was just always a bigger person. So I had to think of someone who physically would be bigger, but someone yeah. who, again, is still could rise to it and then basically be able to bulk up too which I think Oscar Isaac could do. No problem.
0: Fair enough. Uh, So real quick before the people, if you guys don't know, which I didn't say it, so you shouldn't know, this is going to be a weekly thing. We're going to pitch like our second thing next week. It's going to be the same thing where we're just going to pitch the next iteration of it and everything like that. So uh, I think we lost Steven for a second here. So I'm probably just going to go. Let's see. Pops in. Popped in. Perfect. All right, Steven, you are up next. Give us your pitch. What piece of entertainment it is and title, and then plot. Go for it. So, I am a huge
1: Avatar The Last
0: Airbender fan.
1: Matt is too. I would love to see in my world, I am pitching, I'm asking for backing to make a God of War style game of Aang or Avatar The Last Airbender. Uh, I feel that it, one, it catches um, mm-hmm. the fans from the people who watched it growing up. Uh, having it being an open world, kind of how you want to go around the world to master your techniques. Um, it being where the only one you learn first would be, uh, I think it's Healer's Water. Um, he starts with water, and then the map is so huge that it's just you figure out what you and how you want to adventure into this Mm -hmm. game, kind of directing you, you know, fire being the last one. Uh, But also throughout this game, you are going to have a a hunted um, indicator where when you're playing, you're doing a mission, and and it's so annoying when you're doing a mission and and like random characters start attacking you, and you're just like, (laughs) oh my, give me it. You get to stop, turn around, kill them, and go back to what you're doing. Where the Fire Nation is constantly looking for you. Mm-hmm. Constantly. Mm-hmm. And the more you fight because it's Aang, the stronger the character gets. But the character starts to change a little bit. Instead of this is this game's more based on, on skill, but also your personality. Like in Red Dead Redemption, where you became a bad guy. Yeah. It was yeah. going through this helping people who were. Tell you these guys stole my cart and ang being Aang helped me out. like yeah my cabbages so there the personality meter is a huge factor you know mm-hmm. what i mean you do need to fight to get stronger but you also want to keep who you are on the inside with yeah. the god of war fighting mechanics how it's kind of over the top and boom boom boom, mm-hmm. boom i think that's mm-hmm. beautiful i think that you have a great uh way of travel with his little staff That's who. And Opera. Uh, I think it is a great way to bring people who watch the show and then newer people in because everybody loves uh, a martial art kind of game. And that is my pitch. I do want the God of War studio to make it because it is a little over the top. And Uh, they do a great way, their storyboard writing is amazing. mm -hmm. I love it. So that's what I am pitching.
0: All right. Andrew, any questions before I get into my questions?
1: Mm, Exclusively, to Xbox, right. Exclusively to Xbox, though. Exclusively
0: to Xbox. So they're not, <laughs> so they're not the God <laughs> of War devs. It sounds like yeah, mm. okay. Uh, okay. So a couple things. One, it sounds like it's going to be, just to confirm, open world? Open world. Okay. Uh, what is is the Final Fight Ozai? yeah okay are you exclusively ang or can you control any of his friends
1: i would say it has to do with like you know when you play uh lego games and you have to like you get to a certain point and then you need your yeah. buddy to go do something it would be kind of like that where you could call somebody in or maybe when you're when ing is running around he has his team with him in certain spots okay. not in you know you run into um uh, and you run into different people in different locations in the world mm-hmm.
0: But, okay yeah. okay okay. Um what do I have next? Okay. So you know me. You know, I'm, you know what I'm going to ask. Yeah. When I finish the story, where's my replayability at? It's not once you finish the game it blows up into like a ball of
1: fire and then that's it. You learn you learn fire bending and it's over. Yeah. No, the replayability is uh is to maybe master <laughs> um master every technique, you know what I mean, to for combos like, uh, I think it would be awesome where if you learned water and stone, um, your combos look a certain way. But when you let, if you master water and air, the- it looks different. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Once you start to get all of them, the elements just, it's, it's appeasing. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's kind of where I'm at with it.
2: All right. Uh, well, was there... do. Oh, go go ahead. I was no, no, going right. to ask if there was like a, a spirit at, uh, like, Spirit I'm trying to think like
1: like a realm spirit spirit realm kind of thing?
2: Not necessarily spirit realm, but like an aspect of the spirit where he goes into avatar form and like what is what does that look like?
1: Yeah. Is he I, super I, OP? See, I think that has to do with the meter. If you <laughs> go too far to the aggressive side. Aang starts to possibly the fire or the, the movement just gets wild. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're hurting
2: people instead of pushing them back or stopping them. You know what I mean? I like it. I don't like the fact that it's Aang. I think you do your own character. Mm. I think I think you are the next Avatar. There's a <laughs> conflict and I think from a replayability like the question that Matthew Matt has is that's probably the first time I've ever called you Matthew. That was weird. Um, yeah, odd. <laughs> yeah, is when you start the game. Maybe you start from a different central tribe. So maybe one playthrough, you start from the Fire Nation, okay. or yeah, you start cool. from the Nomads, the Air Nomads, and then it's like, okay, I'm starting with Fire this time. It's going to be different. There's different objectives yeah. to go through. <clears throat> that would be my only my only two senses. We've gotten the avatar story to a degree. Obviously, we don't know what happens after um, the series ended yet, but I think it would be cool to put the user as the avatar. Different things happen. Different, if it's open world, maybe if you start as fire, you have a crazy airbender that becomes the main villain. Mm,
3: Uh, Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. All
2: right,
0: Andrew. I'm looking at what the cost of God of War Ragnarok costs to make. Five years, two hundred million dollars. Are you investing with that? He he said God of War, not me. Are you investing with that kind of expectation? If not, what
2: are you investing? I don't think I would be able to invest two hundred million. I think I think mm-hmm. that makes sense for for God of War having multiple different games in front uh, of it. Yeah, makes multiple sense. Sagas already um i think and it's hard because like from a movie aspect this isn't like hire your actor this is like you got to hire the people that make the mechanics so if you skimp out on that your mechanics aren't very good and you're not going to yeah um but i i think maybe 100 120 million um i just don't think you again avatar's popular but i don't think it's quite in that same realm as as god of war -hmm. So, what could I get? What would I do if I could go
1: back and repitch this to you to get you to that two hundred million? What would be something that I could do to get you to one eighty? Um, question. Good
2: question. Yeah, I think I think um, for replayability, I think for return on investment potentially even looking at something like instead of it being a single player game, having it as like a MMO, like you have people going around acquiring their skill. There are missions that they can do that take them into a single player environment, but the overworld is a multiplayer world where you can interact with people. Um, I, I think you get more hours out of out of a multiplayer game than you do from a, a single player game, even if you have four different stories and four different ways that it could ha- have. Naturally.
1: So, at Red Dead Redemption, the first one, cost a uh, hundred. Uh, Red Dead Redemption cost uh, a hun- around a hundred million dollars to make.
2: hmm But that didn't so, have any multiplayer aspect to it.
1: No, no multiplayer aspect. I feel like an, I feel like with $100 mil, I can I can make a pretty solid game. 200 million, that would be
2: amazing. You're mm-hmm. still paying for mm-hmm. my DLC, but it would be amazing. But that's all I had. Yeah, and think of like again in the world of microtransactions, think of all the skins you could put out. Yeah, yeah. Be okay. Also, too, you,
1: did you guys ever play uh, Star Wars? Uh, one was Star Killer. What's his name? Which one? Unleashed. Or- Unleash. Yeah when you played every mode, you got and finished on every difficulty, Mm -hmm. you got that hidden character. Mm -hmm. That's kind of how I think this game would go. You knock out all different uh, levels of difficulty. Um, You get, you know, Aang right off the bat knowing everything just Mm -hmm. hard in the paint. You know what I mean? But I digress. That's
0: my thing. All right. I'm throwing at least a hundred million at it. So someone has to come and and match it feel free. Uh, Gentlemen, we are on to mine. My great pitch Ladies and gentlemen, back to my roots, back to my core. Uh, comic books. So I am pitching to you, gentlemen, comic book run like no other, okay? Kind of. You guys are going to pick it apart at first, but I'm going it, to it, – it's the first issue, okay? I'm just going to tell you the first issue, nothing else. We'll, we'll learn about the rest as we go. All All right, right, first we'll issue, girl. 22 pages long, okay? It's called Tattooed Blindly, okay? Tattooed Blindly, mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so superhero comic book type, uh, more grungy, a little darker DC side than MC or the <laughs> Marvel side, um, but we'll get to that later on. So 22 pages, probably about four or five panels per page, whatever. Just this guy talking about how hard his life is, how depressed he is, uh, You know, parents abused him when he was younger kind of thing, uh, grew up, fell in love, she died in an accident or whatever. Okay, cool woe is me kind of story right as you're going through just black panels nothing special for the first i don't know for most of the issue right just black black panels he's just talking it's a black panel with the bubble in it and it's just his thoughts like they do in comics normally Mm -hmm. about halfway through you hear you hear like his thoughts of like him fighting somebody and like just things happening the black panel then has some splashes of like red here and there, like blood kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, You hear the fighting going on, everything happens. You hear him go home. You hear him start a bath. You hear him, that kind of stuff, right? You you, you hear everything, quote unquote, by reading things. You still don't see anything, okay? Uh, You get to the end of the comic book. It's revealed that man is blind. So you are experiencing the world, his world, as he would throughout the entire first run. So Everything you hear, everything you quote-unquote uh, think about is things that he is experiencing in his life because he is blind. Uh, you find out at the end of the issue that he just has tattoos everywhere all over his body of different things. Um, you see him have a weapon in his hand. Okay, Cleans the weapon off. A knife, sword, whatever it is. He then takes it and pats the back of his back. And the tattoo was his weapon. He can pull it off whenever he needs to. Uh. So all the tattoos he has, he can't see them, but he knows he has tattoos that can do things. And he pulls it off. That's the weapon he uses. Gentlemen, that is my first issue sure. of Tattooed Blindly. Uh, I would say... There was a writer for it, it'd be Frank Miller. He did all the Dark Knight series, pretty mm-hmm. much. Mm-hmm. Um, if there was a penciler or a illustrator, illustrator, probably Pepe Raz. He did a lot of comic, a lot of X Men stuff. Uh, so I know he knows how to use color correctly and incorrectly, right? So like mm-hmm. he knows how to do those things, like the two tones of like blood and everything like that. Uh, that's how the first issue ends. Just the very last panel is the only one that actually has a picture of anything. And all it is is him cleaning the blood off and putting it back on. And then, boom, next issue, issue number two. Gentlemen, I am pitching to you that today. I will tell you that is $7,700. Just adding up all the pages I wanted with that. Per comic book, I want to do a run of $200,000 for the first go. That puts me at. Two hundred seven thousand seven hundred dollars. is that correct? That can be correct.
3: No, it's not. It's not. Uh, There you go.
0: Seven seven zero zero times. There you go. All right, it's one point five million dollars for this first issue. Two hundred thousand comic books. I'm aiming for six dollars a pop.
1: What was the total again?
0: The total was uh, $1.5 million for this first run. Now it's only $6 yeah. for this initial, but we'll, we'll bump up in cost later on. Mm-hmm. It's just just get people hooked on and watching it. And once that happens, we can probably get the pencilers and scriptors to go back down to the lower tier. I, in the range I saw per page, I did the highest one. You can get as low as 10 to 15 bucks for like a, a good anchor slash artist up to 60. I would imagine paying these guys up front would be the right way to go
3: mm-hmm.
0: as they fall in love with the story they will just do it not for free but they'll cut those prices in half Usually, is what happens we'll do more comic book runs later on to make up for the cost lost on these first three issues i would say mm-hmm. <clears throat> i have two two requests i have one
1: request is it uh my oh, question my first question is is it
0: it's a dc comic but is it in the dc universe no, no, it's not a DC comic. It'll be written. it be an independent Frank, company, yeah. Image or something yeah. like that. But it'd be like in that style of
3: mm-hmm.
0: Frank, uh, yeah. expectation, right? So, like, you're not going there to like pick up a Marvel comic where it's going to be kind of kiddish. You're going there knowing it's going to be a little bit more dark, like DC. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be like Image Comics or Dark Horse or something like that.
3: Okay,
1: I I say I back the comic idea under one condition depending on the popularity of the first run, if it is successful and we recoup our money or we, or we recoup three fourths of it, I would say we pitch it to DC being in the darker constant team kind of realm. And we let them kind of move it into continuity where it's more of a, he's a, he's blind but he has some dark arts kind of thing going on with him. You know what I mean? Maybe he's cursed, maybe something like that. Um yeah. mm-hmm. if 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 after the first run is successful, yeah, I have I back that that sounds like a great idea. I was just trying to close my eyes and think about it. And that, mm-hmm. I was that's, I'm kind of digging that.
0: Yeah, let me let me yeah. negotiate real quick with that with that caveat. If of the 200,000 issues we sell because we will solve them, I'm pretty confident that. 200,000 is not a lot of issues to sell through. Um, if we get 80,000 to 100,000 people uh, putting it in their subscriber box, which means like the guarantee an issue every time we drop one, yeah. would you consider ditching that, ditching that, taking it somewhere else? He ditched. Oh, he, he ditched. He ditched. He ditched. He ditched.
2: The I, man thought smoking. Good,
0: I thought it was a good, good idea. I guess not. <laughs>
1: Sorry, my my mom's internet's terrible.
2: No, you're good. But did you hear but
1: what you with said? The, yeah, I did hear what you said. Uh yeah, I could I could back that cuz if it's going to be in a, if it's going to be in a subscription box, it's pretty much guaranteed money. Um so yeah, I'm in. That sounds good. You got you got yeah, my hope.
2: Yeah, personally I'm in. I I say you keep it separate regardless. Um I think you have something something special that doesn't need the the DC universe to hinge on. <clears throat> I would be What'd curious you know, on Yeah. I, mm, I mean, it wouldn't hurt, but I don't think you necessarily need it. I, I think it would be cool that you have this and you might disagree, but I think it would be cool to have like a juxtaposing character that is very colorful that mm-hmm. you have like this dark, almost black uh, pages and then maybe it's a antagonist that's very like colorful, like not necessarily like his powers are colorful, but he's just like a flamboyant. Like the show has got to be him. Um, yeah. Uh, and so I think you would have something really, really cool there. I, I like the idea of just the pages starting out. This is seeing not nothing. Mm. Um, that's good. I like that.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that, that's a cool, cool idea. Um, it gave me, it gave me. I'm pretty sure Frank Miller did a run of um, Daredevil. Um, Didn't you do some tea? Yeah, He did. Frank, the best Daredevil run is Frank Miller's. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was giving me that vibe. Um, I like that. Obviously, whatever it is, tattoo wise, he gets that from, from whatever it is. It, it would be interesting to see like a backstory where, you know, he's not fully remembering what is what, and so maybe he's going to grab something that he thinks and it happens to be a rubber duck or something weird. Like, See, see you're thinking ahead. And mm-hmm. I, I, I caveat it by saying the
0: wife died in an accident. Okay, so mm-hmm. just wait. Be patient, okay? It's coming. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Mm-hmm.
2: Nice. Yeah, no, it's a cool idea. I'm
0: in. I'm in. That is cool. I like that. Cool, cool. All right, quickly moving on to the game. I don't know how much time we have left with the recording, but we're going to move on to the game. Andrew, the Game Master of the Week, ladies and gentlemen, all attention to... The peasant of games, Mr. Ant. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. The, the slightly, I, less, slightly less peasant of a game, yeah. Stephen Currier.
1: So, we were talking about the Avatar. We're talking about shows that we watched growing up. And this week's game is going to be a draft, ladies and gentlemen. And this draft is going to be picking our 90s to early 2000, all the way up to 2020, if you want. Nickelodeon, Disney Channel. TV shows.
2: TV shows. Okay.
1: But the cap here is it has to be a live action show. So it can't be Hey Arnold. It has to be hey, live a action. live action hey. something 2000s that okay. two thousand or nineties. It just what what was the show that if you had a chance to get on, what would you?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: What would that show be? So. That is going to be the game. Um, Andrew won last uh, last time, so Andrew's going to go first. Then we'll go Matthew. Then it will go me.
2: Okay. Uh, so right off the bat, the first thing that came to my mind that I was always excited to wait for came exclusively on a little prime time called Snick. You might remember Saturday Night Nickelodeon Snick. It was usually a little bit more gritty. And it was always the last show, so you had to wait up latest. And it was Are You Afraid of the Dark? Dang, that is a banger
1: of a pig. That is I, it's mm-hmm. That's a good one. That,
3: that's
1: mm-hmm. really good. Really good. Yeah. I love right. that,
0: too. So I'm thinking hard about this. I, I had two instantly come into my mind, but I don't think it's going to be the draft if I pick up number one. So – I'm going to pick, in my opinion, what is easily the number one Nickelodeon show of all time from that era. It's a little thing called Kids SNL. It's called uh, All That. So Give me All That. Uh, That was a good one. I have primetime television. I have the original uh, SNL people going on. You know what I'm saying? So I'll take All That
1: all right well then looks like i get to go for a back-to-back and i am going to be piggybacking off matthew's pick because they got their debut on all that and that is going to be keenan and Kel, a great great nickelodeon show and then i get to come back and go again and this one i know andrew's a little older than matt so i'm going to be like i would have gave everything in my closet you know all my power ranger toys To be on a show that only lasted two years from 1993 to 1994 is legends Legends of the hidden temple Mm -hmm. that was the show i wanted Mm to be the blue barracudas so bad
3: Mm -hmm. so bad
1: it Mm -hmm. used to irritate me seeing people put the monkeys together i'm like come on man it's a monkey but i feel like i would have nailed it i would have been there good one
3: really good good one
0: uh, Andrew, you're up. I oh, no, it's me. No, right? it's you. Okay, so uh, I you know, Legends was like one of the ones I was like, second round, if it's there, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna go for the second best game show in Nickelodeon history. I'm gonna go for Double Dare. All right, Ooh, I love you some Double Some Double, Double Dare was so good that <coughs> Fresh Prince of Bel Air made an episode that basically mimics Double Dare. So mm-hmm. I'm taking mm-hmm. Double Dare, the most iconic pop culture TV show of all time, Fresh Prince. Took influence from it, so mm-hmm. it says a lot about it. I'm taking double dare. Double, double uh,
1: day. that's day. a good one.
2: Um, all right. This one I think would bring bring a lot of fans back. Even though it's kind of controversial because one of the main characters is like does, on the run, if not in jail. But <laughs> Oh, I know who this is. This is a Drake and, and Jock.
3: Show. <laughs> Drake and Josh. and Josh. Yes.
2: Yeah. yeah, that was just a good one. Uh, that was a
3: classic, dude.
2: Mm-hmm, dude it was. That very was a good. classic, mm-hmm. dude.
1: I, yeah, uh, that is a good pick. You get to I'm go. Trying to think here. like
2: Disney too. Um, Disney. I have two
1: that are gonna be. Yeah, you can yeah. do Nickelodeon, Disney,
2: children, live action. I'm trying to think.
1: We're gonna go five rounds.
2: Uh, okay, this one might be a dark horse, but I know like a lot of females really liked this one, uh, and it was one pretty one. popular. It is Clarissa Explains It All. Oh, Clarissa Explains It All it was a banger <laughs> yeah. of a show.
1: That was really good. Mm-hmm. Really good. Yeah,
2: Clarissa Explains It All. Okay, so right, I didn't know Disney
0: was a part of this. I I missed that part. Apparently, are you uh, looking
2: them up? You can't be looking them up.
0: I I I am looking them up. Matter of fact, uh, were so two thousands like up to twenty ten, right?
1: It, it it can be what 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 show you grew up watching live action.
0: I am in a pickle here because there's one Nickelodeon show that I will not mention that's just iconic, mm-hmm. iconic. There's also a Disney TV show that is. Probably the most iconic mm-hmm. TV show that's mm-hmm. come out. So I'm going to go with Disney because I don't think you guys will get the Nickelodeon one. I'm going, since I know Disney's a thing now, I am hitting up Lizzie McGuire
3: because Lizzie, McGuire,
0: mm-hmm. is, a good show. Liz, Lizzie McGuire is a show that all of us as men were like, Shut to watch Lizzie McGuire, and then go home and watch Lizzie McGuire. Watch Lizzie so, McGuire.
3: Yeah. <laughs> don't tell so so every, watching everybody. Everybody watches
0: Lizzie, but, uh, watching Lizzie uh, McGuire. I'm pretty Lizzie McGuire. I just iconic is what it is. Mm-hmm. Iconic. that's a good one um i am going to go with
1: a classic this guy is loved everywhere i don't know anybody who hates this man his show ran from 1993 to 1998 and that guy is bill nye the science guy i used to love bill nye the science guy he in high school when they would bring out the bring out the tv or in junior high, when they bring out the TV or in elementary school. And, and I knew we were watching Bill Nye. It was just a banger. Now, mm-hmm. this next one, I think it raised me. A lot of people were raised on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, and I, I totally understand. It's a great show. Uh, this one doesn't fit into the category. This one's going to be a little younger. It was Boy Meets World.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I had my first heart
2: break. forgot that was Disney. That's good. You know what
1: I mean? Dude, seeing Topanga, like not seeing Topanga, and then when I became a little older, seeing Topanga, I was like, <laughs> "Topanga,"
2: you know what I mean? So yeah, that was that like a show really... that like you grew up with. Like... Yeah,
1: it's, and that was that was my show. That, mm-hmm. I, that was it.
2: Mm-hmm. That's a good one. But, yeah. That's a really good one. Very
1: good. Go for it, Matt. All
0: right. So the reason why I asked about two thousand tens thing is because this show right here of the shows you listed is the only one. The only one. Let me repeat. The only one so far. That has come back with the original cast. Boy Mithril, we don't count because the go Thrill thing, we're not we're not counting that. All right. We're taking iCarly. Okay. iCarly is it literally oh, influenced the entire generation to make mm-hmm. uh, what we're doing right now
3: it's iCarly doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. It doesn't
0: happen on That's Carly, a good but, pick. But, and it's it was so good, they mm-hmm. brought it back. That's it a really fourth good. round. <laughs> they drop into the fourth round. That's a Fire pick right there.
2: Okay. I have a couple thoughts. ICarly was probably the next one I was gonna go for. I have another Nickelodeon one, but I don't I know I enjoyed it. I don't know how well received it was though. And then I have is this our last round? Am I am yeah. I this Yeah, off? this is your last last pick for you. Wait, how many have back to backs? Yeah, back to back. Yeah, you have back to backs and then back-to-back. Matt and then me. Okay. All right, all right. if I back-to-backs, then I'll do what I was going to do. Um, I'm going to do the first one, which would be Hannah Montana. That's good. Oh,
3: That's good. I
2: didn't like it. I, I'm too old for Hannah Montana. I didn't yeah. get that. Okay. Hannah, I, I mean, I didn't like Hannah Montana either, but I just know it was popular.
3: That's and true. then
2: um, another one from Nickelodeon. Again, this is kind of like the one that I'm a little unsure on. I don't um, I I know what you're going to say here. Ned's Declassified. Okay. <laughs> oh,
1: so this, this draft is because I started listening to Ned's declassified podcast
2: mm-hmm. and I was
1: like, man, it started making me reminisce. And that's why But Ned's I oh. like Ned.
2: I like I Ned's declassified. I, just, I, I don't it. know how well received it was. Let me just
0: say to Andrew that the reason why he's going to lose his draft is because of that show. Uh, they pitched that show like 10 different times to come back in and just, they said no every single time mm-hmm. easily. So it wasn't that great, obviously. Uh, with that being said, Man, just shit all over your. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know what to go with for this last one. So, I'm I'm a lot younger than both of you, old ass mm-hmm. gentlemen. Uh, so, I had thought Thank about you. like my generation, which is like Wizards of Waverly Place, but then I was like, eh, eh. Mm-hmm.
2: as good as it is. There's uh, one more that I'm uh, thinking that you might you might you might
0: pull. Yeah, I'm I'm pulling from Disney Channel. Um, again, so good that they brought her back for a similar show. I'm going with That's So Raven, iconic, and and a very different kind of show, That's So Raven. So good, There is not one, but two spinoffs, and a bring back. Yeah. Yo, she did a great job,
1: dude, making that show. That show was great. All right, I guess I get to round it off. So do I pick a fan favorite? Because I feel like I won this draft already. But do I pick a fan favorite, or do I go with a banger? You know what, I'm gonna go with a banger. I grew up watching it. I remember watching it all the time. I don't know if Matthew watched it because it's probably past this time, but Andrew probably did. And there's a spin-off from Sister Sister. It was the smart guy.
3: I yeah, used to so watch good. the smart so guy
1: all the time. Anytime it was on, I stopped and I I had to watch it. It was just it was a classic, man. A classic.
2: I'm surprised that I don't know if this is a Disney, but even Stevens. I, I thought someone would say it. even Stevens. I, I try to go even Stevens, but it, some people hated that show.
0: I can confidently say that my list that I have all better than even Stevens. Yeah, yeah. confidently. I would so, think Phil you, the Future over even Stevens. Phil
1: the so you remember that show on Nickelodeon where it was like a head and there was like. Little words flipped and they had to guess what that person's secret talent was.
0: Yeah. Uh, check this kid out.
2: What was it called? Check this kid out.
0: I think so. Well, the the, sli- the like, slime comes down and they have little clues that come out on the track.
2: Yeah. I thought yeah. it was like Nickelodeon's version of Jeopardy. Like Jeopardy like, meets um... the kids
1: from all that were on it and like the Amanda yeah. show.
0: Yeah. So like check this kid out or something like that. All right, check this out. Check it out.
1: I don't remember. But you know which one I forgot to say, Andrew?
3: Mm. It was figure global
1: it out. guts. Global oh, figure it out. Figure it was it. global figure guts. I wanted to be on global guts Man. so bad, dude. Run up See, that big thing old is, mountain. The
0: thing is, if I say double dare, global guts are just like not double True. dare, you know. Not even, it's not even it's not even yeah. double double there, you know.
1: I wanted to say also, remember that show where it goes, "Camp Awana, we hold you in our hearts." Remember that show? <laughs> I was gonna say that, but I don't know if it was too early in the nineties.
0: Yeah. I almost my last one. I was gonna say. I mean, I was gonna go with like a controversial one, which is Mr. Meaty. But uh I've never heard of that. Never even heard of Mr. Meaty. That's one with the two little puppets. They like a hot dog stand or whatever. Uh, might be my generation, but then I also thought of Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, that's, yeah, that's what I, time I, time.
2: that's what I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were too. Uh, what'd
1: you guys think of My Cousin Skeeter? Remember, remember where remember everybody was live action and he was a little, little boy and he was puppet, and um, it was My Cousin Skeeter, yeah. Look it up, it's called My Cousin Skeeter. I guarantee you you're gonna see it and be like,
0: and then I was gonna cheat, I was gonna do like Nick and Knight, which is like George Lopez, which were to just. Throwing the whole, like just <laughs> torched you guys. Yeah, like that, that wouldn't have been that would have been cheating. Uh, yeah. Cool, cool. But that so, was my I, game. I think that was the game. I think the category yeah. was really good. That's a great, yeah, I category. So, That's good category. Th- this game, although simple, has been miles better than anything Andrew's ever put out. So, <laughs> I <apologize for> that. <laughs> well, we'll
3: All see. Right, next so,
0: with that being said, guys, we have a different segment we we're going to do today. We'll do it next week as well. Uh, we're also going to pitch episode two round two of our shark tank idea Mm -hmm. um i don't know how it's gonna go for steven because like a sequel to a game is already kind of hard to pitch but good luck to him
3: Mm -hmm. uh
0: with that being said guys we are out thanks for the show thanks for stopping by like subscribe comment wherever you're watching to hit the rss feed adios folks have a great rest of your night